You are listening to episode 38 of the Remind Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Remind Yourself podcast, the podcast for physician moms just like you who want to ditch mom guilt, stop yelling, and start enjoying their lives today. I'm your host, Michelle Chestovich, certified life coach, family physician, and mom of four. If you want to overcome overwhelm for once and for all, this is the place for you. Hello, Mama Docs. Welcome back. So glad you're here. Today, we are going to talk about how to quiet the mean girl in our brain. Now, I know many of us have different names for the negativity that we hear in our brain, but I generally just call her the mean girl. I once had a client who told me that she had a therapist who told her to name the mean girl, and I thought that was delightful. So I'd be curious to know if any of you have names for the mean girl in your brain. Now, I might be dating myself, but I grew up with Little House on the Prairie, watching that regularly, and most of us remember Nellie Olson, how mean she was to Laura and Mary. At any rate, I've heard some people call their mean voice negative Nelly. I just generally call her the mean girl. It doesn't really matter whether there's a name for this voice in our head or not, but it's just good to recognize that it's a thought that we've had again and again, and it often is very self-critical. Now, what I'm going to talk about today is number one, how we can quiet the voice and not listen to it so much, and number two, how we can get curious and compassionate for this voice and find out a little bit more in order to move forward. The first thing I'm going to talk about is how to gently, lovingly, sternly, in our best mama voice, to tell this quote-unquote mean voice to be quiet. I find this helpful when I look in the mirror and I see something that doesn't delight me. Now, I know I'm not alone with this, and we could get into the whole conversation about how society programs us to think we should look a certain way. And yes, that's true. But we've also conditioned our own selves through that other societal conditioning to be very self-critical most often when we look in the mirror. And something I've decided is that I'm no longer going to put up with it. So when I look in the mirror and there is a mean voice in my head that says something critical like, oh... Looks like those pants are getting a little tighter. Oh, looks like you're getting a little older. Maybe it's time to start with a skin regimen. I stop myself and say, you know what? We're not going to talk to ourselves that way anymore. Now, it doesn't mean that I still don't have those thoughts come into my head at times. I just really try not to engage with them anymore. Just like I tell my children when they're being unkind to one another, hey, let's knock it off. Let's be kind. I lovingly, sternly, in my best mama voice, tell this mean girl in my head to please sit down. Okay, and so this just takes some practice. But in the past, I may have kind of got into a conversation with this mean girl and said, oh, yeah, we should do this to try to improve whatever she was criticizing me about. At this point, I just shut it down. Enough is enough. We're no longer going to have this conversation. So again, it doesn't get rid of the thoughts, but when we don't engage with them, they start to become a little more quiet. The other thing that I've recently started to do for myself and my clients is equally fascinating. This 
quote unquote mean girl in our brain is often part of our primitive nervous system that tries to prevent us from doing something that could be dangerous or at least perceived as dangerous. So this critical voice criticizes us ahead of time to make us afraid to try something new, to put forward the proposal, to go for the advancement, that sort of thing. And we might have thoughts such as, who are you to think you can do this? You really think you're going to succeed this time? So on and so forth. These sort of mean girl thoughts hold us back. And in fact, these mean girl thoughts that we listen to and engage with help us to fail ahead of time. But what can be really interesting is when we have a moment to get curious, because a lot of these critical thoughts come from a place of fear. We're afraid of being embarrassed. We're afraid of putting ourselves out there and not being excellent immediately. And then we're worried about more self-criticism that's going to come. What I like to do is to get really curious and ask some good questions about why I'm so afraid. Fear often disguises herself as critical. She says things like, don't try it. You know you're not going to be good at it and things like that. But underneath that strong, critical voice, there's often fear. An exercise that I love to share, I learned about a year ago at a workshop with Elizabeth Gilbert. And she suggested that we get out a piece of paper and write a letter to ourselves from fear to see what's going on. And I find it to be so helpful for myself. And I found that my clients have also found this helpful to uncover what it is that we're afraid of. Because fear will keep popping up to remind us to stay small and stay safe. And until we listen to what her main concerns are, she is going to keep popping up. I liken it to a child who wants to tell us something. We can gently put our hand and say, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. But they will keep coming and asking for our attention. And until we give them the attention that they need and ask, hey, what's going on? They're going to keep coming back. So too, fear is going to keep popping up in our lives, often disguised as the mean girl, until we say, hey, what are we really afraid of? So the exercise I learned at this workshop from Elizabeth Gilbert was to grab a piece of paper and write a letter and address it to yourself. So for me, it would start like this. Dear Michelle, this is fear and this is what I want you to know. And then you write and you keep writing and you let this small child fear that's in our mind out on paper. We listen to her. She puts out all of the things that we're afraid of. And then we set that aside. We take a break for about 10 minutes. And then we invite the wise member of our family, wisdom. She's another person who lives in our brain. Now, this sounds kind of crazy. I'm talking about all these different people living in our brains. But I think you understand that we have all these different thoughts. And yes, some of them are cheerleaders. Some of them are fear. Some of them are mean, right? It doesn't really mean we have all these people living in our head. But these thoughts come from various aspects of us. So at this point, we tap into wisdom. Wisdom is going to gently take fear wrap her up in a warm blanket and set her on her lap. And this is where you grab another piece of paper and say, Dear Fear, this is wisdom, and this is what I want you to know. 
And then you respond to all of her fears. And from a place of, you know, thoughtfulness and life experience and hopes and dreams, she is able to settle fear down, recognize and honor the fact that she's been afraid, but tell her that you're going to be there with her no matter what. And you guys, this is just really what fear wants. Fear wants to be acknowledged. She wants to be heard. She wants to be told that she's going to be safe. And again, something that I've recently recognized is that fear often masquerades as the mean girl. So I want you to get curious in your own life. Is this true for you too? Yes, we're often very self-critical. And this is sort of our mean girl thoughts in our head. And yet if you get curious and tap underneath, is there something more going on? Is there something that you're really afraid of? And when we start to recognize that we can have our own back, we can be self-compassionate even when we're not awesome from the beginning, we can start to learn to move forward and create the life that we want. We can create new challenges for ourselves, and we can just feel open to so many more opportunities in life when we know that we're not going to be beating ourselves up. So that's all I have for you this week. How to Quiet the Mean Girl, part one and two. Number one, gently, sternly, lovingly tell her that she's been heard, but she needs to sit down. And number two, to get curious and ask her some more questions. What are you really afraid of? The real importance of all of this is just to realize that when we start to explore the thoughts in our head, we recognize that they're not all true. We can recognize those mean girl thoughts for what they are, self-criticism from learned past behavior, and also fear trying to protect us from trying something new. Okay, that's what I've got for you this week. Until next week, peace and love to you. Are you ready to take control of your life and put these tools into action? I'm here to help. I offer free consultations for physician moms to see if my one-on-one coaching package is right for you. You can sign up for a free consult at www.mamadoclifecoach.com.